I just remember seeing producers from 20th Century Fox come and was like, wow, you know, they're big time. And uh, we got to, honestly, I, I, I look at that movie and the people that we, producers that we worked with on that movie, it's pretty spectacular. We worked with John Landau, who is um, responsible for Titanic and now Avatar. He's James, Cam James Cameron's like right-hand man. They always work in tandem, and so like to work with him, we worked with Suzanne Todd, who's responsible for all the Austin Powers movies, and uh, she just did Alice in Wonderland, and she did Memento, like uh, an amazing producer. Um, there's uh, Chris Melodondry, who just did Despicable Me. Um, David Coatsworth was our line producer, and he's like been everywhere. It's just weird to look back at that and see how many talented people, and then all the actors in Australia, they're just like a small group of people and they are just like the most amazing and most professional people. If they weren't acting in our movie, they were part of the crew. And uh, it was so awesome just to work over there. I don't really know the whole story of how this all went down, but the, the girl who played uh, Dulcia, Ga Gabrielle, um, she got sick and she had to go into the hospital and have surgery. And so, uh, she couldn't do the movie. So they had to recast her and they recast her with Mershka Hargaday. I can't say her name right. So she was cast as Dulcia and so we went in and uh, we filmed a ton of stuff with her and that was part of, Dulcia was giving us each powers and we had to be put to a test and I think that was my test. I had to learn how to do these sticks and go out and fight with all that stuff. Um, and so I know we shot that but it, it didn't make it into the movie because I guess the studio wasn't happy with the way that the movie was going. I don't want to say that they weren't happy with Marishka. I don't know if that's the truth. Um, it just wasn't ending up right. And at that time, uh, Gabrielle had recovered. It was like four weeks or six weeks later. And so they said, okay, well, let's bring her back. So they let Marishka go and they brought back uh, Gabrielle. And uh, we filmed with her and they had cut all that they cut all that stuff out and I don't think we had to do anything anymore other than stand by a fire pit and she blew dust on our face and and there you go. So uh, so that was easier for us or easier for me. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff that got cut. I know the studio wasn't happy with the way that it was turning out. I think we had, I know we had rats uh, as instead of putties, we had rats. Um, and the studio was like, no, they don't like the rats. So then we had the tangus, the birds. And so those came in and those were amazing. Those stunt guys, many props to them for the things that they did. I mean, I just remember <laughs> we worked in a pit, uh, like a construction pit. They were building a high rise and it was just this, I think it's eight or 10 stories down in this construction pit. and. Uh, they would put them up on a crane and they would just fly them way up into the air and then just drop them as they, to make it look like they were flying. And I'd be like, oh, I would be so sick if that was me. I just, I just can't even express. The things that go into TV shows and movies people don't know and so many people aren't given credit where they deserve it. And so, um, I don't know, it's an interesting experience. You know, we would just get the, I know Amy Jo and I would get the giggles a lot. Um, we would just have to look at each other and we would start laughing and um, she's so much like my, uh, she's a really close person to me and she's so much like a sister to me and so she and I have always had a great chemistry together and uh, Jason and I uh, were really good friends and um, he and I would joke around all the time. He's, he's a little, um, what's the word I want to use? I'll just say a trickster. He likes to play a lot of practical jokes or just do mean things. and. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, he put a or... he put a fly in a peanut butter sandwich. You know, I was I was stuck on set and I couldn't leave set to get food from craft service and I was starving, and I was just like, oh, could somebody make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever? And he's like, oh yeah, I will. And I thought, oh god, that's so nice that he's gonna do that for me. I really I remember thinking in my heart, wow, that's so nice that he's doing that. Little did I know that he had placed a fly in that sandwich, and he brought it back to me and I ate it all and didn't find out till afterwards that. He's like, oh my God, dude, I totally put a fly in there. And so I ate a fly. That's, that's what I get. And, uh, you know, he, he was just always doing crazy stuff. He, I had a couch in my dressing room and he, uh, I came into my dressing room one day and he had signed to Dave, uh, I'm the best ranger ever or something like that. Jason David Frank Tommy, like he signed my couch. <laughs> so for like, uh, I don't know, a good two years, I had this couch with his signature all over it, so. Thanks, Jace. And, uh, you know, he broke a brush over my head in the wardrobe room. He just came in and went, and the brush snapped on my head, and everybody was, like, shocked and felt sorry for me. But, uh, you know, it's all good. So it's just joking. It didn't hurt. I don't remember it hurting anyways. Uh, it's kind of a convoluted question for me. Um, you know, and I, I'll just give an answer that the, the creators would want me to give. So, uh, you know, there comes a time when you kind of outlast your, or out, outlast the series, whatever, and they just probably felt it was time for Billy to move on. So, uh, I just remember getting a phone call just saying, look, you're not gonna be a Power Ranger anymore, but we're gonna leave you on, and you can be Billy, and you'll just be an advisor and helper to the team. And I was like, okay, so. That was uh, how that came about. And then your reaction was what? Okay. <laughs> my reaction, is that what you asked? Yeah, your reaction, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, my reaction was, you know, obviously there's, there's a sort of, there's a little bit of a disappointment, but at the same time I can sort of understand where they were going with the show. And I think Haim Saban, the creator, always liked the idea of how it was going in Japan. I guess they replace the actors every year. And I know he always liked that concept because we would hear that all the time, like you can be replaced. So, um, you know, and I just think for him, he was sort of basing it on, I don't know, I, I can't speak for him. Um, and I don't mean any disrespect on any level, but I, I, I know that was sort of a thought process and that's sort of how the series went after, I don't know if it was after Zio, because I never, I never really watched the show. So um, I know they started replacing the cast, it seemed like every year, sort of, and it kind of got into that routine. And I don't know if that's what he's gonna do now. Um, I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't because I think, uh, and I can't speak for fans, I don't know, but I, I think, I think, the original cast, we had such a great chemistry working together, and I think the fans really enjoyed us. And I think when the movie came out, a lot of people were like, wait, they didn't know how to react to it. All of a sudden, there's three new people, and I don't know. I just got a lot of mixed emotions from people when that, when that all took place. But So, you know, I think he's picked a great network for the new series to come on. I love Nickelodeon, and I think... I don't know, I really have a good feeling about it. I don't know if it'll have the success that the original Power Rangers did, but, you know, and I know he looks at it from a business standpoint of it's sort of just a 30-minute toy commercial. Um, so for him, it's about selling toys. It's not about the actors per se. So that's great, I get it. So, um, 
you know, I, I wish him the best of luck and I, I hope I hope it's as successful as it was before and I, I just hope that he holds, he keeps the cast around for like maybe three seasons and then maybe decides to replace him. Hmm, it's a good, it's a good question and it's actually a really serious question for me. So if I cry, apolo I apologize in advance. So um, yeah, you know, I, uh, all that me getting old and going off to some foreign planet or something, I don't know, I wasn't there for any of that. I don't know anything about it. I've never watched the episodes, but um, I, I walked off set one day uh, during the middle of lunch, during halfway through the day. Uh, I just had made a decision. I'd been thinking about it for a good week. Um, and the reason that I walked off is because I was called faggot one too many times. So um, I had just heard that uh, several times uh, while working on the show um, from creators, producers, writers, directors. It's not that people can't talk about me and have their opinion about me, but continuing to work in a, an environment like that uh, is really difficult. And I myself was struggling with who I was or what I was and to be made fun of on some level or to be uh, stereotyped or put into a category and sort of saying you're not um, basically I just felt like I was continually being told I'm not worthy of where I am because I'm quote-unquote a gay person and I'm not supposed to be an actor and you can't be a superhero that's sort of the vibe that I was getting um, and I know that my co-stars were called in a couple times to different producers' offices and questioned about my sexuality, uh, which is kind of a humiliating experience to hear that and to find that out. Um, so there was just a lot of uh, issues. It just felt like a bad marriage. And I could either stay and finish six more months, do the second movie and finish six more months of the show, or just, um, I don't know, I guess I was kind of worried about my life. I was worried that I might take my own life. So in order for me to get a handle on what was going on, I needed to leave when I left. And uh, so that's sort of why I left the show. Uh, well, it gets worse. <laughs> so I, uh, I left the show and um, instead of learning to accept myself, I decided, well, I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of being gay somehow. So I did what they call pray the gay away, um, where you sort of believe that God's gonna somehow come down and change you. And I spent a good two years trying to do that and trying to change who I was. Now you're gonna get me to cry. And uh, uh, it eventually led to a nervous breakdown uh, where I had to check into a hospital and uh, try to start rebuilding my life and um, trying to start rebuilding my life and uh, start accepting who I was. So I went to a hospital for five weeks and uh, just sort of started dealing with things and after I got out I went on vacation with my dad to Mexico and I was like wow <laughs> it's really pretty here. So I decided, well, I'm just going to move to Mexico. And so I moved to Cabo San Lucas for pretty close to a year and just sort of try to hang out there and get my head together. And uh, uh, that's kind of been that. But, you know, I will say that having a nervous breakdown is probably 
one of the most horrific things that I've ever had and it's something I will never forget. And uh, it frustrates me that I hated myself on such a level um, that I couldn't accept myself. Well, I think even working on Power Rangers, I always had a, um, I just was always fascinated by the behind the scenes stuff. I think if I would have stayed on the show, if I could have worked out the issues without leaving, I think I would have figured out a way to become a director on the show. Um, and I know I had talked to one of the producers about doing that and um, it probably would have worked out on some level. I just, I, I just like the whole uh, idea of bringing all the elements together. Maybe it's a control thing, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fun as a producer to get to sit in casting sessions and watch actors come in and portray the role and figuring out who it's gonna be. It's fun to work with scripts and sort of do the rewrites and create something out of nothing. Uh, it's fun to find the crew. I love looking for directors and um, writers and it, wardrobe people, makeup people. It's just fun. I, you know, everybody's an artist, and I just I love that people follow their passion on some level and what they bring to the table. So I just knew I always, if I wasn't going to be an actor, um, I have to be in the entertainment business somehow because I think that's where I'm supposed to be, and that uh, seemed just like the natural progression. Honestly, I would tell you that I completely understand the way that you feel. Um, and I'm sorry if it feels like the world is against you in some way um, and that you're doubting yourself and you're questioning yourself. I know that there are um, hotlines out there for you to call. If you're like me, there's a great hotline that you can uh, call the Trevor Project, uh, which is a national crisis hotline for uh, LGBT, uh, and I'll say I now, um, children who uh, are questioning their sexuality or just questioning who they are and not feeling good about it and wanting to, they're thinking about taking their life, I, I highly recommend that you call this organization and that you talk to a counselor because people are there to help you. And I think it's really important that your presence is on this earth. Um, I understand what it's like to be beat up. I understand what it's like to be called names. Uh, me personally, I've been spit on. I've had food thrown at me. Um, and I've had my life threatened simply because of who I am. And uh, I know the humiliation and the self-hatred that comes with that. So uh, my heart goes out to you. And um, I wish I could be there to hug you or tell you everything's gonna be okay. Unfortunately, I can't be in everywhere at the same time. So um, just know that there's help and know that there's people like me that care about you and, and wanna see you around.